Hi everyone, I'm back with another episode of Anthroposophy. If you're new, these episodes are done because I discovered Lorena Barrera, who is a Mexican artist, and she has this YouTube channel where she posts videos that help me gain understanding and develop discernment in relation to spiritual knowledge and so I'm sharing this information in a condensed manner in hopes it helps someone else. Please do your due diligence and your own research and you know follow your own path. <laughs> um, today we're going to talk about the mystic schools, the different mystic schools. We're going to talk about why knowledge is hidden sometimes and why it's not longer hidden and then a little bit about religion through the lens of anthroposophy. So in the times of Lemuria, knowledge came from the angels, specifically from the third and second trinity. You have to remember that back then we were still ethereal and in flow with nature. Women were the messengers between the cosmos and the other souls. When we fell in consciousness from Lemuria, it was because we created the ego, which is the ultimate separation from source. In Atlantis, we added the male energy teachings of structure and individuality. We still got information from the cosmos, but through a more fragmented sense and it was only after the fall of Atlantis that the Aryan traditions and the different mystic schools were necessary. I am fully aware that right now Aryan or Arya has a racist connotation but notice how it's not associated with race in its origin of the world of the world Aryan actually means that comes from royalty, from the masters, the teachers, the public service of humanity. It didn't have to do with any specific ethnicity at all. The Aryans were from royalty, but not in the social economical structure that we know today. They were people who would work on themselves, on their energetic bodies, on their wisdom, and they were teachers and healers. A noble back then meant a king or a queen, someone who had mastered him or herself through initiations and crowned themselves when they put their gifts into service for humanity. According to anthroposophy, all traditions stem from the Lemurian tradition. From there, it divides into divergent traditions and then Atlantean primordial traditions. These divergent traditions are the most abstract but also the closest to source. This would include traditions from the native people from Polynesia, Australia and I would personally also add Africa. From what I have studied, many tribes in Africa are in touch with nature and the elements and they have a very strong tradition of storytelling 
so that makes me think that they are protectors and keepers of this information and knowledge. Next, we have the traditions that stem from Atlantis, and that would include China with Taoism and Confucianism, and the Native Americans, the Mayans, Toltec, Aztec, etc. These are also very much in touch with nature, but they do have an element of structure. Think of the Mayan calendar or the e-education system from Confucius. After this, it's when the Aryan tradition starts. From the Europeans, we have the Nordic mythology, as well as the Druids with the runes, Stonehenge, etc. From the Greeks, we've got Pythagoras, Plato, Socrates, etc. They are more intellectual, more logical, reasonable, mathematical. From Egypt, we have a lot of healing of the body through initiations in the pyramids by awakening the Kundalini energy. They also had a lot of technology and they followed the hermetic principles. These traditions were kept secret for longer. The ones that are from the areas that are now Palestine, Free Palestine, Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, Jordan and Saudi Arabia were called Chaldeans and they created Judaism and Islam. Finally, the Persians with Zoroastrianism and the Indians with Hinduism and Buddhism. From the Chaldeans, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Christianism was created, not the religion, not the religion itself. And it's important to note that the mystic schools refer to Christ as a creation impulse who is represented by different avatars like Zoroastra, Buddha and Jesus. But it is an impulse from practices that work on the Kundalini energy and the healing of the heart. Each of these traditions could be fragmented into even more traditions like Orthodox, Evangelical, etc. But this would lead to chaos and Luciferianism because the more we fragment, the farther we get from source. This is according to anthroposophy. It is important to reiterate that all of these were considered noble, meaning from, from royalty, and they were also considered sacred. All of these traditions were the example to follow. They do not have anything to do with ethnicity. We all come from the same source and we all have a piece from the puzzle. Since these concepts are quite abstract, the more perspectives we get, the better. And funny enough, when you actually study each of these traditions, you realize that all are saying the same thing. And all of them are leading us to source. Now, all of these traditions were hidden back in the day, especially in the medieval times. The keepers of this information would study the books and then burn them. Sometimes they would tattoo them into their bodies. Other times they would invent an alphabet that only the initiates would be able to read. They did a lot of things to hide this information because our consciousness was falling. This information started to be revealed almost by accident. 
when Isaac Newton and Tesla, Nikola Tesla, started to understand that there is a quantum field where everything is connected. We have to remember that we have been here for a long time, so most people with big names like Newton or Tesla most likely had past lives in Lemuria or Atlantis and they reincarnated and started awakening again. Some mystic schools decided to publish some of these texts. Um, nowadays you don't really have to travel to certain places and go through eight initiations before entering the Order of the Phoenix so that you can get it. No, like you can get books from most of these mystic schools that we just talked about. Back then, they were heavily criticized because at the same time as the reincarnated masters were awakening, science was the main protagonist. And also there are people that whenever they find this type of information, instead of thinking how this information could help other people, they only think to use it for themselves and their benefit and it is what is called dark magic or black magic or evil magic that's like that's the evil side of the mystic schools not of the mystic schools but of the people that follow mystic schools i personally have always been against gatekeeping i do i do not believe that we as humans deserve better or worse because of any physical or mental difference so it always frustrates me when people say things in code as to sound more intelligent or important than someone else however there is a law of obfuscation which explains why some things might need hiding if you look for the definition of obfuscation there are several concepts First is the act of obfuscating or obscuring, also that which obscures, obscurity, confusion. The second concept is the act of darkening or bewildering, the state of being darkened. The third concept is the act or process of obfuscating or obscuring the perception of something. The concept of concealing the meaning of a communication by making it more confusing and harder to interpret. I don't know if it's the same in English as it is in Spanish, but obfuscation is also referred to as the loss of sight due to a bright light or sudden darkening after a strong lightning. Hiding knowledge is not done just because the mystic school thought it was the best. It is actually an universal law. If we don't increase our frequency or pass certain initiations of the soul, this information will be hidden from us. Earth is a school and the more we grow, the more lessons we unlock, the more we can learn. But we do need to grow first before those new levels are revealed to us. If you are revealed or given too much light or information before it is your time, you will get blinded. It will be more of a venom than a healing tool. We have to realize that information is energy and energy is light. 
that's why it is so often recommended to work on raising the frequency so that you can hold and ground more light into the earth. Our spiritual guides make sure that we can keep up with the pace so that we are not overwhelmed, but sometimes we can obfuscate ourselves individually, but as a collective too. An individual example, I've been taught about Jesus many times by different people and the reaction I have now versus the reaction I would have had five years ago is not the same. I was not healed from religious trauma five years ago, so I would have reacted with rejection and mockery. However, currently, I like Jesus Christ. Jay-Z is dope. <laughs> I often meditate with him. It's important to not force ourselves, or anyone for that matter, to learn certain things before we are ready. Collectively, for example, the more we remember about Lemuria and Atlantis, the more we materialize it. There are more and more archaeologists that are finding things from these worlds because collectively we are unlocking these blocks of light. It's not only the mystic schools, but also Mother Earth that hides light until we are ready for it. Sometimes it's actually astrological events like we can only know about certain information after the full moon in exodial sign because the energy will receive it best for example when this event happens our energetic bodies are activated and our dna gets activated and we are able to remember that being said the light or the information is earned you don't need a specific mystic school or guru or teacher. By meditating, you will get the answers you are looking for, but to get there, you do need discipline. When you show the world your light, the light is reflected back. It's not as easy as grab a rose quartz crystal and say, my heart chakra is now healed and opened. And that's it. No, like you actually need to work on your inner world, on your shadow, and transform it until it shines through. On the other side of the coin, we have the ones in power at the moment, who hide certain things and then reveal it in disguise or more plainly, like they're doing now, to keep their karma quote-unquote clean. When we talk about all the cultures like Atlantis or Lemuria, you can see their path of dark wizards and witches. These people did not go through the path of patience and discipline. Instead, they tried to find information or the light and power outside of themselves instead of inside. And because they looked for it before it was time, they were blinded by the material world. And thus, there was the fall of consciousness. This leads me to talk about the religion, the different religions through the lens of anthroposophy. So during the medieval times, the dark ages, the Aryan royals were taken down from their roles and their current royalty was established. These people became the colonizers 
holders of land, food and resources that we all know and don't love at all today. Religions were created in this period and several books and texts from the mystic schools were desecrated and twisted. This was the time when you would get books that explain how to awaken your consciousness but when you turn the page they tell you that if you don't give some money to the church you will burn in hell. These techniques of giving you some information but you have to give me something back in exchange exist only in the lower astral plane. Religions come from superstitions and the little information that people vaguely remember. We are all love, there is only one God, but we can't agree on which one is the real one. And that makes you wonder, maybe they're not really talking to God, if God has to keep saying, yo, it's me, God. Which makes you question, who are they talking to? Religions are seen by the mystic schools as something to calm the sadness of the masses. These practices worked when humanity was going through a spiritual childhood and when people have a consciousness that is stuck in childhood, they will resonate with childish practices. By childish practices, I mean those that tell us that the world was created 5,000 years ago when Jesus came and planted like a tree and Adam and Eve lived here and then the serpent. Like, that's what I mean. Those, those practices that describe ancient wisdom as if we were two years old. Instead of looking for the spiritual truth in the Bible, they only focus on the physical. For instance, there was a snake that talked to Eve. If you interpret it as a metaphor, maybe that was Shakti or the Divine Feminine and the serpent was the Kundalini energy rising until we reach some kind of wisdom. If you study long enough in any of these mystic schools, you realize that they all say the same thing, but from a different culture and a different perspective. They all guide you to open your heart and put it to the service of humanity so that we all grow in consciousness. Now, there are some people who don't go through their initiations. They take this information and they use it to manipulate the masses for whatever they want in the physical realm. This is dark or obscure magic and they do not possess any real magic or light within them. They are taking it all from the people who follow them and put their light into their service. There is a fine line between cults and religion and spiritual practices these days, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, as a final piece for discernment, masters, gurus, teachers should not make you feel any fear or any guilt. Instead, they should make you feel peaceful, inspired, abundant. You have to feel happy and excited to learn and study about the information you're asking them about. A good guide would not give you the answers you would have to follow your own path and they will help you along the way but they won't get you there and that was it for mystic schools religion and hiding information 
thank you so much for listening i'm so glad you're here and i will talk to you soon